Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Let me start by saying every person matters. Do you believe that? Every person matters. Every person matters to God. In fact, Scripture says that uh, every person was made by God and for God. And you know, life just doesn't make any sense until you figure that out, that you were made, your family, your friends, your co-workers, your neighbors, every person was made by God and for God, for a relationship with God, a close relationship with the Creator. That's what the Scripture teaches, that we were made by God and for God, and that God wants every one of us, to experience a spiritual birth, a new birth. And that's a supernatural thing. We're going to learn that and be reminded of that this morning, that that when we are born of the Spirit, we come alive to God. We have this desire to follow in the ways of Jesus. And so last week when we were up at MoCo, I I, I just love that line, If you really knew God, you would love God. But so many of us have this imprint from childhood, an imprint from college, from friends. It's a a negative imprint about this image of God, that he's the God that's out to condemn me, that he's the God that's out to punish me, that when I step out of line, he's going to slap me. And the bottom line is is that the Bible says, no, this is a God full of unfailing love. His mercies are new every morning. That he's the God of second chances. That he's the God that forgives seven times 70, infinity, and then he calls us to do the same. That it is this God that if you knew that God, this God that I'm talking about in here, you'd love him. And your family and your friends would love him. And so part of what we're entering into this morning is to have us rethink, to kind of get unstuck. I think so many of us are stuck in this idea of God just bless me and God, okay, I believe you, but it's just all about me. And so our prayer life is just like, Lord, thanks for the food and, and help me get that promotion and keep my kids from getting sick and amen. All right, boom right? Kind of a safe prayer, maybe even a selfish prayer, but what I want to encourage us to to rethink how we can begin to pray for our community, for our family, friends, co-workers. We're starting a series. If you grab your program, it's called BLESS, B-L-E-S-S. It's an acronym, and actually the idea is not mine. Uh, Our denomination, we're part of the Evangelical Covenant Church. They have this initiative called the BLESS Initiative. They want every covenant church to uh, spend five weeks encouraging, challenging, inspiring uh, our congregations to think about how are we going to help those who have not experienced a spiritual birth. Everyone's born physically, but Scripture says 
that God's heart, God's dream, God's will is that everyone would be born spiritually. God wants every person to be rescued out of a life of selfishness into a life of being loved and then living beyond ourselves to uh, a life of compassion and mercy and justice and freedom. Uh, And so that's what we're going to talk about. The B-L-E-S-S is a five-week series. The B stands for begin with prayer. We're going to talk about that in the few minutes we have. The L is for listen well. The E is for eat together. The S is for serving others. And then the last S is sharing our story. We have a story, a spiritual story that God's written on our heart. It's unique. And and we're going to talk about that the final week. So let's jump into this idea of Genesis 12 2. The Lord said to Abraham, I will bless you and you will be or you will become a blessing. The reason God's blessed us and the reason God blessed Abram way back when wasn't to go, oh, that's so awesome. Thank you, Lord, and bless me more and just keep blessing me. It's I've been blessed in order to be a blessing to others. I have been blessed. You have been blessed in order to be a blessing. So how do I bless someone? How do I bless? That's what this series is all about. How do I become a blessing? How do I live beyond myself rather than just for myself and my kids? And so the B is begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. Begin with prayer. You have a program uh, that's with you, and it's Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Let me read this for us. I like to say, let's let the Word of God do the work of God in our hearts. It may not be anything I say this morning. It may be as I read this passage that there's a word or a phrase that just jumps off the page into your heart. God shines a spotlight on a word or phrase, and it's for you this morning. That's part of what we want to help each other learn to listen to God's voice, God's whisper through the Scriptures, through the Spirit that's stirring in our hearts. So here's Colossians 2, or Colossians 4, verse 2 through 6. Devote yourselves to prayer. Just stop right there. Devote yourselves to prayer. God wants us to be a praying people, men and women, who are, what are you devoted to? We could all say, man, I'm devoted to. Scripture says, John Ireland, I want you to be a man of God who devotes yourself to prayer. With an alert mind, it says. That has to do with staying awake spiritually, not falling asleep, not just going, I'm kind of bored with my faith. With an alert mind means I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm paying attention. Paying attention to God. I'm paying attention to my life. Where's God moving in my life? I'm praying that God would move in my life and through my life. And with a thankful heart, not a grumpy heart, not a cynical heart, not a sarcastic heart, but with a thankful heart. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the friendships, the family, the love, the provision. Thank you for the protection, right? With a thankful heart. And then the Apostle Paul, he's the one writing this to the believers uh, in the church at Colossae. He writes in verse 3, pray for us too. And and what's he asking for? That Listen to this, because this applies to us. That God will give us many opportunities. Pray for us to, that God will, I want you to pray that God will give you many opportunities to do what? 
to speak about his mysterious, that's a word you want to circle, his mysterious plan concerning Christ. If you think you have God all figured out, you're not God anymore. Mysterious plan is this God of wonder. There's a mystery around his unfailing love. There's a mystery around, wow, God, why and how, and Jesus coming to earth to die on a cross for my sins. There's a mystery to that, but something happened in that moment that we're rescued, we're forgiven when we put our trust in Christ. Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to what? To speak about this mysterious plan concerning Christ. That's why I'm here in chains. He's in prison. Verse 4, pray that I will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Verse 5, love this. Live wisely among those who are not believers. See, there are people in this room that aren't believers. They're, we're all over the map. We're not, this message too, by the way, this is not about, let's define who's in and who's out. Here's a circle, you're either you're in or you're out. I, I just think the spiritual life is a mystery. And it's the direction of my life. And it's the direction of your life. It's not in or out. And I know that rubs some of you the wrong way. Like, whoa, whoa what do you mean? No, I'm in. And I can tell you who's not in. That, you know, I'm the gatekeeper. But part of this community... We understand the spiritual life, that God invites us into relationship. He wants us to trust him. And Paul says, I want you to pray for me. And I'm adding, pray for yourself, that, that, that you'll have many opportunities to help people discover how good God is. That he is better than we think. That he's bigger than we think. That he's closer than we think. Pray that God would give you opportunities to to. Help your community, your neighbors, friends, family to discover this God that you would, and here it is in verse 5, live wisely among those who are not believers. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you'll have the right response, so that you'll have the right response for everyone. We're going to talk about those last few verses in the, in the coming weeks, but devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to prayer. I'm going to give you three ways to pray for the next five weeks. I'm going, to, I'm going to challenge you, nudge you, urge you to make a commitment for five weeks. Say, I'm going to, I'm going to pray one of these prayers. I'm going to give you three. I'm, I hope everybody in here will say, I'll pray one of those prayers for five weeks. Now, you overachievers, you like Navy SEAL Christians that get up at 2.30 in the morning, you guys get to pray all three of these prayers. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. But let me just jump into the three ways to pray. The first one, I actually introduced it to you last week. I'm calling it the dangerous prayer. The da Why is it dangerous? Because if you pray this prayer every day, it will change your life. It'll change the way you live. It'll change your influence and, and the impact that you have on the people you live with, the people that, uh, whether they're, they're your roommates in college or your family and uh, the people you work with. Uh, your friends, the dangerous prayer, what is it? It's this, Lord, and I, I was, my mentor, John Nothelfer at the Samarkand now, but he was the pastor at First Covenant Church when I was a college student. And, uh, and he taught me this prayer, and I've been praying it since college. Lord, today I make myself available to you. 
Bring the person or people into my life who need you the most. Lord, today, I make myself available to you. See, most of us, we're busy, we're, we're hectic, we're hurried. We, we, we're not available. We're, we're so crammed up with our schedules. Today, that can change. This prayer, you're declaring to God, I, I want to pivot in my life. I, I want to do something. Di- I want to live differently. I'm going to make myself available today. God, open my eyes to see the people, the person you bring right in front of my path, the person who's hurting, who needs help. The person who is in despair, who needs a hug. The person that uh, is sad and needs someone to sit and listen well to them. You know, the person, and you fill in the blank. That's the dangerous prayer, that we would become people that we have a spiritual antenna up. And now I'm listening. And now I'm paying attention to divine appointments. That it's like, God brought that person into my life, into my pathway today. He wants me to bless them, right? And I just believe that God will show up when we pray. So here's what we're going to do. In the Psalms, the psalmists often, as they wrote, there would be a Selah moment. S-E-L-A-H. Selah. It's, it means to pause and ponder. I'm going to call us to a Selah moment, to pause and pray. Pray the dangerous prayer. Just quietly, I'm going to pray it out loud. I want you to pray it quietly in your heart. Starting today for the next five weeks, this is your prayer. Maybe just close your eyes. Sit in this moment. God, right here, right now, in real time, I make myself available to you. Bring the person or the people into my life who need you the most. Amen. Second prayer is the water prayer. The water prayer, the water prayer, the water prayer, the water prayer. What's the water prayer? Jesus said in John chapter 7, he said, anyone who's thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scripture declares, rivers of living water will flow. Wow, rivers of living water will flow. There's mystery. Will flow from his heart. And when he said this, live, when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit. John's common, uh, comments on, that, on what Jesus said, I love that. He says, when he said living water, he was speaking of the Spirit. Who would be given to everyone believing in him? And then if you're familiar with the Gospel of John, you know that in John 4, Jesus was having a conversation with the woman at the well, right? And, and do you remember what he said to her? If you drink this water You'll still be thirsty again. But if you drink the water I give you, you'll never thirst again. And he's talking about this living water flowing inside. And so what's the water prayer? The water prayer is that we would begin to understand and see that everybody in this room and everybody in our community is thirsty for something. If you drink this water again, you'll still be thirsty. What, what's that? What's the water you're thirsty for? It might be for fame, success, uh, money, sex. It might be for uh, you fill in the blank. What is that insatiable thirst that you're going, God, I, I'm trying to quench that through 
this and that, and I'm still thirsty the next morning. I'm still thirsty year after year. What is that? Well, guess what? There is a God-given. That's the way we're wired. Only God, through Jesus Christ, can quench that thirst. So the, the, the water prayer is, God, I pray that, and you fill in the blank. It might even be your own name, but, but for people that you're praying for, that, that this person, that Gary, would become thirsty for you that you'd replace Gary's thirst for success, for a real, radical, deep thirst for the living God. And so here's, here's the trigger. Here's the challenge. Whenever you drink some water, whenever you see a water bottle, whenever you take a shower, you jump in a hot tub, you go surfing, you go swimming, that's the trigger to pray the water prayer. God, and he'll put the people into your heart and into your mind that you're praying for this year. Who are you praying for? That they would experience a, a new birth, a spiritual birth, that they discover that this God of the Bible is better and bigger than they currently think. That's what we're praying for, believing that prayer makes a difference. So the water prayer is that whenever you see water, and this is what I love. I have a, had a mentor. He just passed away a couple months ago, Lon Allison. And Lonnie, uh, he taught me years and maybe 20 years ago. He, he, he said this, never forgot it. He said, when we pray for people who've not experienced a spiritual birth, he goes, prayer is like rain on hard soil. Prayer softens the soil of a person's heart. And you can even just broaden that for all, to all of our prayers when you're in, interceding and praying for others. When we pray, there's a softening that happens. Your job isn't to convince or convert or argue somebody into trusting Christ or believing in God. That's God's job. Your job is to pray. My job is to pray. That's what the Scripture says. And so would you take this challenge for the next five weeks? The water prayer. Every day you're around water. You see it, you drink it, you take a hot, whatever. It's like, I'm just going to take a moment and pause and quietly pray for people that have not experienced the spiritual birth, that God would show up. Let's do that right now, the Selah moment. You just quietly pray that prayer. God, I pray that, and you fill in the blank. Jim, Elizabeth. Adam, Maria, would become thirsty for you, that they would discover that you are so much better than they currently think, that they would come to know and love you. Amen. See how easy that is? You can do this. Every day, you're praying, you're watering the soil, and your prayers, trusting that they make a difference. And then here's the last prayer, the third prayer. I'm calling it the woo prayer. You're like, what are you talking? I didn't say the woe prayer. And there's a difference between woo and woe. Woe is, you know, that's the prayer when the guy came up to me and when I was in college and said, hey, if you died right now and had a heart attack, are you going to heaven or hell? Let me pray for you just so you know for sure. That's the woe prayer. We're not talking about the woe prayer right now. The woo prayer is what Jesus said in John 6, 44. He said this, No one 
can come to me unless the Father who sent me woos them, draws them to me. You see that? People don't come to faith by you being slick or me being slick. It's a spiritual thing. It's a mysterious thing. Jesus says it right here. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. That means woo. What's woo? How many of you have done the strain finders? Where's, where is Brandon? He's the king of woo, you know. He, he, Brandon, on our, he's woo. W-O-O, woo. It stands for winning others over. Winning others over. We have a God of woo. That's his job, to win others over. That's not your job. It's not my job. But the God of woo, he's got huge woo. And that's the prayer. The prayer is, God, would you draw and you fill in the blank? Would you draw Gary to yourself? Would you draw Aaron to yourself? There's so much freedom when we realize it's, it's not your job or my job to win others over spiritually. That's God's job. We do partner with him. We do participate in the process by being a blessing. We've been blessed to be a blessing. And as we live this life of B-L-E-S-S, the blessing life, that's partnering with God. Here's my last thought, and then I'm done. I love, I love this verse. I have it underlined in my Bible. Acts 16, verse 14, this wealthy woman in the early church. Her name was Lydia from Thyatira. She was a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. But listen to this. As she listened to us, the Lord, what's it say? Opened her heart. Who opened her heart? The Lord. I didn't, you didn't. The Lord is the one who opens people's hearts. The Lord is the one. So the woo prayer is, God, today I pray for, you fill in the blank. Would you draw this person to yourself? Would you use your woo? May they discover that you really are bigger and better than you think. See, this whole series on bless it's about God using his church to be a blessing, and it begins with prayer. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to join me, to join our staff, to begin praying for our community, praying for individual names. Maybe it's three names. You go, here's three people that I, I love so much. I'm learning from them even. We're great friends, but I know that they're missing out on how good God is. They don't realize that God really is a God of love and that God would use you to be a blessing in their life, not to convert them, not to pressure them. That's not it. God, God opens our eyes. God is the one who ushers in faith. But our prayers make a difference. So let's do one more Selah. Pause and ponder a moment. I'll have the band come up. So maybe in this Selah moment, take, take a moment and pray that woo prayer. But even more than that, think about your takeaway from this message.
Father, today we pray for that you would draw her or him to yourself. That you would shine your light in their darkness. That you would set them free from the chains that are holding them in captivity. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, before we sing this last song, I'm just going to tell you, here's my worst fear. My worst fear in this moment is, oh, great. I just heard a, heard a sermon on prayer. Like, I didn't know I was supposed to pray more before I walked in here, right? That's why I'd be like, okay, I get it. And my hope is, is that something sparked in your spirit. Like, yeah, I actually do believe God wants to help and heal people, that God wants to touch and transform people's lives, that God wants all people to be rescued. I believe that. That's his will. The scripture says it. And not only do I believe it, but I want to partner with God. And I want to be a, a, a man and a woman who's devoted to praying for the people that I care about most, my, my family, my friends, my co-workers, my neighbors. And so maybe as we, as, as we just kind of conclude here, a way to commit. Like, I need to seal that. Otherwise, I'm like, if I'm sitting where you are, I walk in, I go, oh, that was cool. Yeah, I got to pray more, whatever. Hey, where are we having lunch, you know? And it's kind of like, at lunchtime, I've already forgotten the message. So maybe as a way to seal it, I want you to stand up, put your hand on your heart as you sing this song, and say, I'm gonna, I want to become a, a man or a woman of prayer that prays not just, God bless me, but you're saying, God, I want you to use me to be a blessing during the next five weeks. And, uh, and then let's, let's see what God does. And if you have a story, if you're like, oh my gosh, I prayed that dangerous prayer, let me tell you what God did. Would you just email us? Let us know how God's moving. When we pray, God moves. Let's sing. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.